Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together for 22 years. And we've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years. So, how are you doing, babe? I'm doing incredible. I had a busy day today. I helped a lot of people. I coached about seven people today, mm-hmm. which is awesome because I love coaching people. And I'm just feeling really good. How are you doing? I am doing great. Why are you so great, Anthony? I'm great because I live a great life. Yes, you do. Life is good. I can't complain. I count my blessings every day, mm-hmm. and there's lots of them. And yes. so life is good. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, and by the way, we have a great topic th- uh, today. Mm-hmm. We will be talking about memory museums. Yes. Yes, yes, It's one of my yes. favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. But first, I want to hear about your week. How's your week been? My week has been really good. Mm-hmm. I was tired. Um, we went on a trip a few weeks ago, and I came back and hit the ground running. So I've mm-hmm. just been working. You know, when you go away, you just come back and work really hard. Mm-hmm. So um, I've just been working a lot. But I love my work, so it's really good. Cool. So have you feel like, uh, how you feel being back? Do you feel like... You know... You're glad um, to be back? You kind of feel like you wish you were still on, on vacation? vacation? Yeah. No, I enjoyed vacation. Vacation was awesome, but it was the perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. Because I love my work and I got stuff to do and I wanted to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And our vacation was really about relaxing. So we just relaxed and enjoyed a beautiful scenery. And I realized today I was thinking about it. I was thinking about our vacation. And I had written on my bulletin board that mm-hmm. I wanted joy and beauty and relaxation. And I realized I just manifested that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I love when I manifest and I don't yeah. even realize that I manifest. I was like, hey, that's a manifestation. That's yeah. awesome. And the cool thing was, it was a resort, mm-hmm. all inclusive, and we didn't have to leave any place. We stayed there an entire time. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have to reach for the wallet. Yes. Everything was handled. The service was amazing. I love being spoiled. Yes, me too. Love it. That's high vib- high vibration living right there, yeah. right? Yeah. And I definitely felt that. Did you feel like the vibration jump that we did? Yeah, I definitely did. And uh, to me, it was all of the gratitude for the amazing service. Mm-hmm. I, I literally found myself crushing on some of the employees. <laughs> it's like, man, I just love those people. You know, um, one of the things that they did that I just love so much, they put their hand on their heart when yeah. they greet you. And that's really tapping into heart energy. And I thought that was amazing that they knew to do that. They, they had me doing it. Yeah. When they would do it, I'd do it back. Yeah, so good, yeah, right? Felt kind of cult- just feeling the love. Felt kind of cultish at points, though. It was like... <laughs> everybody's doing it it's like okay yeah but um it was amazing i'm sorry i kind of ruined a part of it for you how so what did you ruin for me you know what it is when i bled all over the place oh yeah i forgot about that (sighs) yeah yes so you ruined it for the employees that had to mop your blood up off the lobby (laughs) still talking (laughs) about me me. (laughs) that guy yeah so what happened was we were had this beautiful beach morning set up and we got our, our, our little our recliners and with towels and the service people that I was crushing on, they were bringing us <laughs> drinks and food. And then Melanie was like, I'm going to read a book and I have a drone. I love flying drones. A lot of you probably don't know that about me. Mm-hmm. Expensive drones. And so it was like, here we are in Mexico. I get to fly it without all of the Wi-Fi tra- traffic, power lines. Power lines. 
and it, I can take beautiful video and photos. And so I went off with my drone and I started flying it and it was going over, I was flying over, over the ocean. When it came back, it started to go towards the water. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, I have a choice. I could let this thousand dollar drone drown. Yeah. Or I can reach for it and risk getting my fingers and hands chopped up a little. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, good luck, fingers. <laughs> and, it, and they didn't fare too well. Your fingers work. did not yeah. come out of that well. Yes, yes. And so here I am on the beach, bleeding all over the place. And people are passing by and it's like a crowd around me. They're like, ooh, he's, ooh, he's bleeding. Lie. You think he's going to die? I don't oh know. God. And so... I grabbed the towel, wrapped it up, and I didn't want to tell you. I know. I didn't want to spoil it because you were relaxed and you were chilling. Mm-hmm. So it was like, let me go. And I found the doctor, the paramedics, and they patched me up. Didn't Could have needed stitches, but it did. We didn't go with stitches. Then I came back to like all nonchalant with this big bandage, bandage big on my Big bloody hand. bandage. Yeah. And I could tell it kind of killed your mood. Anthony, my biggest fear in life, it's something happening to you. Mm. So when you get hurt, I hurt. And I just was like, don't panic. He's okay. He needs stitches. He's not getting them, but that's okay. It's going to work out. And so they patched you up pretty good. Yeah. Then later on that night, we went out to eat. And I thought I was okay. And we were, I was bandaged up. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, hey, look, at you're bleeding. And then we turned around and look. And this is a five-star resort. Mm-hmm. And literally the entire hallway, there's this trail of blood. And it's from me. And everybody's going to dinner and it's dressed up fancy. So that part was kind of a, a bummer. You definitely made an impression. They'll never forget you. Oh, they'll you. never forget me. And they may <laughs> never let me back again either. But hey. That's well, I'm of, just glad you were okay. I am too. I am too. But either way, it was an amazing vacation. It was great to chill with you and great to relax in yeah. paradise. But it's good to be back too. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, Let's yes. do it again soon. Let's do it again real soon. Yeah, I'm into it. So you know what? Overall, this is a perfect segue into our main topic, mm-hmm. which is a memory museum. The key to life is to create an amazing memory museum. Break it down to the baby. Uh, I thought you were going to break it down. I'll jump in to help you out. I'll (laughs) jump in. I'll I'll jump in at a certain point. So to me, a memory museum is looking at your life as collecting experiences. Mm -hmm. Like your overall life is about all of the experiences that you've had. And when you look at your life, what does your museum look like? Is it boring? Is it predictable? Is it exciting is it amazing mm-hmm. is it interesting is it right. weird like we're all creating our life through the experiences and the relationships we're having so what is your memory museum going to contain when you look back at it in your golden years right so we look at it like we're spiritual beings and we're here in this physical world and as spiritual beings we knew that this world wasn't real it's an illusion it's a playground for us a physical playground a living library Before we came here, we believed that as spirits, we all want to come and do all of these different things. It's like an amusement park. Yeah. When you go to an amusement park, you don't go, I just want to get on the rides that are safe and and easy. No, you're like, I want to try that. I want to try this. I want to try it all. I want to get scared. I want to get sick. I want to feel excited. I want to feel so many different things. So life is the same way. The goal is when you come here to live, to create an amazing memory museum. So it's like... You guys have been to museums before, and you've been to museums that were like predictable, boring, 
Oh, I've seen that a million times. Mm-hmm. You walk away not impressed. That's not an exciting memory museum. Right. Now you take a museum that's amazing, where they have a variety of things. There's some things that scare you. There's some things that are beautiful. There's some things that are deep. There's some things that are ugly. There's some things that are offensive. There's some things that are stupid. It's just a variety of everything. Right. And that museum, you walk away from it going, wow, what an experience. Because it was all of it, the diversity, the wide range of experiences. So that's a great memory museum. So in life, it's kind of the same way. You want to create a great memory museum. So for example, when you we leave this planet and go back to spirit world, you don't want spirits go, hey, tell us, let us see your, your amazing memory museum. Tell us all about it. You don't want to just be like, okay, um, I went to earth and I got a job yep. and I got a degree and I bought a house and I watched a lot of great TV programs <laughs> and I, uh, I got a rate. No, you don't want that. You right. want to be like, you know what? I went to earth. I got in relationships. I got my heart broken. I learned to love. Yes. I skydived. I tried so many different things, just a wide range of experiences. Yeah. And we found that the people in life that go for an amazing memory museum mm-hmm. lived the best lives. Yeah. yeah. Because they're having experiences. They're moving in purpose. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that we're alive. And we have to explore and try things to find our purpose. And I think that's what creates a great memory museum. And not playing it safe all the time. Yeah, staying in a box. Yeah, taking some risks, doing some things that are outside of your comfort zone, and recognizing the things that are not always great in that moment are still a beautiful part of Mm -hmm. your memory museum. Yes, yes, yes. What things do you feel about your life that's made creating an amazing memory museum? What things have you had in your life? Okay, so first of all, sir, you need to get out of my head Mm because I was just going to ask you that Mm -hmm. question. And now you asked me first, so which means Mm -hmm. I have to answer first and Mm -hmm. I can't play off of your answers. Mm -hmm. That's what what happens when two mind readers get married. Yes. And I should know already because you always push me out there first, right? Well, you knew it was coming, so (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll bite. For me, some of the great things in my memory museum were... This is going to sound kind of boring, but it's great to me, is having my children. To me, being pregnant is a miracle. It is a beautiful miracle. And all three times I was pregnant, Mm. I adored it. I loved it. I loved carrying my babies inside of me. I loved feeling them grow and move. To me, is a miracle. So having my children would be number one, probably, because it's such a miracle. Nothing against you, Anthony. I love you. But just just them and just... (laughs) Well, you didn't birth me, so I'm sure there it's, are times. It's not no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's not um, I would I would say that, and then our relationship obviously is mm-hmm. a huge part of my <laughs> memory museum because you're out there, Anthony. You want to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You are out there. You're like, let's do this. Let's try that. And we have tried so many things in our work. Yeah. I yes. mean, you've been in a band and we had band members sleeping in our living room. I remember mm-hmm. making big pots of spaghetti for band members so I could feed a, like a crew of people. That was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Being a speaker, being on stage and impacting people's lives huge part of my memory museum 
And for me, that is such a big part because I had to grow into my gifts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I could see how that could be so. So going mm-hmm. from, and people find this so hard to believe, I actually was really shy at one point in my life. Like I was super uncomfortable to talk to people. So to be able to end up on stages and impact people's lives, huge in my memory museum. Like it's a version of me that I always wanted to be. And the journey that I took to get there is beautiful to me. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And you know, when enough we found in relationships when we coaching couples that the ones it relates to relationships too. When they build a great memory museum together, mm-hmm. they seem to be the happiest couples. Yeah. The couples that have the predictable memory museum. Yeah. They don't they're not doing so well. Yeah. They get bored e- easy. I would also add, and then I want to hear yours. Mm-hmm creating a spiritual connection and being able to feel the energy of spirit is an amazing part of my memory museum. Like just the awareness that we're divinity and love and light, just that understanding and knowing huge, huge for me, changed my life. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, Anthony, let's pause right there. Cause there was something you were telling me about earlier that I think that you should share with our listeners. Yes. Shea Moisture Man has this great thing going on with a father's lullaby. Okay, I'm loving this already. Right. It's a way for black poppers to highlight our love and our joy for our children. But let's let them tell us about it. Shea Moisture Men is committed to celebrating dads daily. As a part of lifting their voices, we created a father's lullaby called Light Inside of You. This lullaby is for us, by us. It is our way of creating our own generational tradition to be passed down father to father. We want to share the voice of love, tenderness and joy and hope that black dads already share with their babies and with the entire world let's normalize and celebrate black love in the form of a father's lullaby our story our song the world needs to see and hear the love of black fathers go to shamoisture.com slash men or shamoistermen on ig and listen to a father's lullaby and then challenge a black dad to share his story his song by singing the lullaby to his babies and posting it by using the hashtag a father's lullaby. That sounds really cool. I wish we had babies to sing to. What are you talking about? I'll call all of our grown kids and sing to them right now. <laughs> Shea Moisture Men has started a tradition. I'm definitely not missing out. So listen up. I'm challenging all of the black men who are vital in raising all youth to head over to Shea Moisture Men on Instagram to celebrate black fatherhood. Yes. And ladies, get the men in your life on this too. Uh, it's awesome. But let's get back into this. What kind of crazy stuff you got in your memory museum, Anthony? Well, you, of course, I'm not going to share too much of it with them because I, I don't think the crowd, I don't think the audience the, can hear it, can listen. Anyway, I mean, the audience can handle it. I think they can. I don't know. You, I have faith in them. I trust them. Man, man, I feel like I lived such a big life mm-hmm. for so long. Even with all of this stuff growing up in New York, because I didn't think that I would live to be 18, once I became an adult, it was mm-hmm. 20, 21, yeah. it was like, I got a pass. It's like, dude, you survived against mm-hmm. all odds. You should have been wrapped up many, many years ago, many, yeah. many times. And so because now you have a chance to live, go big, just do things. So I've always done things like business-wise. If I want to 
you know, go after a sponsorship for some product or something I'm working on. Yes. I have no problems with going all the way to the top right. of the company and calling a vice president or president. And sometimes shit works out. <laughs> some- people, yeah, people are like you're crazy doing that, but it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, working in law enforcement, you know, yeah. for the time that I did. Right. That was a big stretch for someone who grew up not liking cops. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> Definitely out of your comfort zone. Right. All relationship. Um, man, I could just go on and on. Just so many things in life. There's some things you, you could remember that you. That you did. Yeah, that, that stood out. Yeah. That just stood out in uh, our memory museum. Raising your nephews. Having your nephews come live with us, to me, stood out in our memory museum a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially with Jerron, um, your oldest nephew, because he came to us because he was gay and he wanted to be able to yeah, express himself. Yeah. And we took him in and allowed him to really love himself mm-hmm. and accept himself. That was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And he ended up passing away at 29 years old and just... The gratitude that I have for the amount of love and time that I had with him just will always be a huge part of my memory museum. True, true. Um, And that's part of your memory museum. Big part of mine. Absolutely. Times we've had with family have just really stood out to me. Like we're really blessed to have an awesome family that we love. That's huge. But your stuff is a little bit more out there. Like you created music. I remember this stands out in my memory museum. When you started your band and you created music and you played on Sunset and we were selling tickets and I was nine months pregnant with Tony and I was out on Sunset mm-hmm. Strip selling tickets to your show while yes, you were inside did. playing. Right or die. Yes, that did. was awesome Yes, yes to yes. see you on those stages because it was your dream when we met and you worked at it and you toured and you did your music. You were doing rapcore music before I'd ever heard rapcore music. So I was like, what is he playing? Like, why is he doing that? <laughs> but you knew, you knew that it was going to become popular and you really felt it. And so watching you create your creativity is a huge part of my memory museum, watching you do that. Mm, thank you. You know, even stuff that don't pan out, mm-hmm. like going after professional baseball career, mm-hmm. professional basketball career, being a skateboarder, being a roller skater, yeah. being <laughs> just on and on and on and on. Like I said, I had a second chance at life. And so it was like even moving 3,000 miles away to California at 17 years old, yeah. you know, not knowing anybody out here and just taking that leap of faith anyway. And us moving around California like we've done. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we lived in a few places. We moved around. We tried. We lived in the desert. Yep. And we lived in Sacramento. Then we went back to Fresno. Then we ended up here in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. I have to say this to you: you have made my memory museum amazing because you're a risk taker in a way that I am not. I am a little bit more like, let's keep the museum clean. Let's make sure everything's on the right shelf. (laughs) It's dusty in here. No, we can't let anybody in. (laughs) Let's take the scenic route. And you're like, no, kick down the doors. And that doesn't need to be on the right shelf. And so you've really helped me to be a risk taker and to try things. And you've made my memory museum incredible. So uh, you are not telling your memory museum stuff as much as you can. So I'm going to tell this one. You know one. what? I, I literally forget. Nope. There's been so much. I know. I, I literally, like my brain can't. I don't forget anything. Yeah. So let me help you out, sir. Uh-oh. Okay. One of the things that stood out was when you were in corrections and you saw just how many, especially of our black youth that are locked up, you put together music to help young people know what prison was about. 
and how they got there and how being in gangs and how illegal activity, how it's going to impact your life. So you created all this music. And do you remember when you went to that elementary school with the band and you were playing this music about prison at the, it was elementary or was it It junior high? Elementary school. At an elementary school. And you told the kids (laughs) that if they went to prison, that somebody was going to toss their salad. (laughs) Uh, 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 And the principal's like, okay, boys and girls, we got (laughs) to But then he came back. He's like, "Can you do another show? Can you come back and do another one?" Yeah, like, you uh, brought the you brought the realness to them, but just your ability to not be uncomfortable doing that. Like you'll mm-hmm. just do it. And I was like, "Did he just say that you're gonna get your salad <laughs> tossed if you go to prison?" Hey, I'm a Brooklyn boy. I might take some getting used to. You were doing you were doing scared straight with music <laughs> for elementary school kids. Uh. But then that led to TV stuff. Yeah. And then I was on TV, movies, and this and different things, and professional songwriter for TV shows. It's Anthony, just so much stuff going on. how many television shows did you create and pitch that did not get picked up when you pitched them, but then later on you saw them? A lot. But you, you have this ability to keep going. And you don't lose faith. I would get mad. Like I, Mallory would show up and be like, "We're not doing this anymore. I don't want to do this. They're not accepting it. They're not. They're not hearing us. They're taking mm-hmm. our stuff." But you always just keep the faith, and you just keep trying and keep coming up with new stuff to do. I look at it like being ahead of my time. Sometimes, right? You know, we've said that for many years. That yeah. you know, stuff that I'd be like, "Oh, let's do. I'm going to do this," and I'd do it in the world. It's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And then later on, years later, they'll do it. And mm-hmm. like, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, okay. But when I did it, it was like, yeah. but that's EIP. I, I look at it like if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Yeah. But it just lets you know you're on the right track. Well, not only do I feel like you created a great memory museum for me, you helped create a great memory museum for our kids. You're a great example of try things, go for it. It's okay if it doesn't work out. It's okay if it fails. And I think that's actually the point of the memory yeah, museum. It really is. Try. It's just try stuff. It follow your heart. It may not work out the way that you want it to work out, but you learned something. Yep. And you grew and you became a new person. Mm-hmm. And whatever you tried that didn't work out is going to lead you to something else. It's going to lead you to something better. But each thing in your memory museum was worth it. And mm-hmm. you can see the path that you took. Yeah, I agree. Well, we wouldn't be here on this no. black love. Podcast net, yeah. network, if it wasn't for those memory museums that were created before this yeah. and taking leaps of faith and even when things don't work out to keep going. You yeah. Know? The other day I was thinking like, why do I, why am, do I do that? Why am I able to just keep going and going and going and not having any shame in my game of being embarrassed what people think. Mm-hmm. And it took me back to when I was in New York and I was playing high school basketball mm-hmm. and I was a, a sophomore and I made our varsity basketball team. Right. And we were playing against the top team in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Boys and Girls High School. Yeah. Which is the hood. I mean, and they were they're like all, like the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. My first game, I, my coach threw me in and I was a starter. Mm-hmm. The place was packed. And he put me on the star player. Right. I stole the ball and I was running down the court. And everything seemed like in slow motion. Like in the movies, like dribbling, the crowd's cheering. And I went to dunk, Mm 
and I missed and I got stuck on the rim and I fell oh. onto my back in Ooh. front of the pack house. You know, like at, at the Apollo mm-hmm. when everybody goes crazy. And they're booing you? They were, boo- they were laughing. They were doing <laughs> somersaults. They were flipping. They, the whole crowd <laughs> just went crazy. And I'm still laying on the ground looking at the sky. And these people literally jumping. The crowd is jumping over me. They ran into the, this, ran into the floor uh-huh. and just hundreds, not thousands of people just going crazy. Because I just played myself <laughs> in a big way. Right. When I was on that ground looking up, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, everybody saw that. I'm going to have to pay for this for a long time. This I'm going to get clowned. I'm going to get dissed. I ain't getting no chicks for a while. This is going to be bad. I wish at that moment it was like a trap floor that mm-hmm. I could just fall through right. and disappear. <laughs> but I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you survived. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Get back up. And keep playing. And mm-hmm. I did. And yeah, I got clowned. Yeah. And no, I didn't get chicks for a while, but I survived. And it showed me like, you can you can handle it. Yeah. And it actually inspired me to come back even better. Yeah. I, real, I traced it back to that. And so it was experiences being so humiliated and that moment of truth where it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to quit or get back up? Well, and it's so- important to have those experiences because you learn you're not going to die from embarrassment. You're going to live another day. You're going to play another day. You're going to mm-hmm. keep going. And don't let those things be this thing that you define yourself by. Like, I'm never going to put myself out there again because I failed or it didn't work out. You just reminded me of when I was younger, I did a lot of modeling, a lot of runway modeling. Mm-hmm. And one time I was walking down the runway and my skirt zipper broke and it unzipped. <laughs> and I'm just sashaying like I'm just all that. And then when I get off the stage, uh. I realized my whole backside was out. <laughs> And I just thought uh, I was the cutest thing ever. Uh, and I was so embarrassed afterwards. How the crowd act. They didn't do anything. They didn't let on. They didn't like, do I, somersaults and they didn't do There was no somersaults. And, there were some gasps and some oohs and ahs. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. just in my head. I was like, just get out there, get it done, get off the stage. And I just thought they were like mm-hmm. cheering me on or whatever, but they were gasping because my zipper was undone. Mm-hmm. And so I just learned like, keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. Keep going. It's okay. That doesn't have to be, that wasn't the show. I was on the runway many other times that night. And that's not what people remembered. They remembered my confidence. Right. They remembered that I kept going. You got to look at those experiences. So here's why, the, to me, the memory museum is so important. Sometimes people look at things that went wrong in their life and they decide, I'm not going to put myself out there anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing when you do that is you are limiting the growth that you could have from actually having those bad experiences. Yep. You can look at those things and go, I learned, I grew, or maybe I didn't. I just experienced that. And I know I'm not going to fall apart or burst into flames right. if something bad happens to me. I'll be okay. I'll live another day to try again. There you go. I agree. I agree 110%. That's the key to living a great life. Yes. Yeah, so being, Not being afraid to have great memory. And now in retrospect, even... When you think about those times, even mm-hmm. those embarrassing times, yeah, they were great. Yeah. That was great. That was- It's you know, an experience. Yeah. You were was, living. Exactly. It makes life more interesting. It makes you more interesting. It takes you into different emotions and different thoughts that you would not normally go down and, yep. or have. Yep. So- It's perfection. Right. So I have no shame in my game when it comes to that. And, you know, I will say with you, mm-hmm. you kind of, even though- I go all out and I can be like, I don't care. Yeah. Every now and then I kind of 
got to be brought down to earth a little. And you're good for me for that. You kind of keep me grounded so I don't get too out there. Does this mean I have permission to do it all the time now? No. No. (laughs) No way. No way am I telling you that. I saw an opportunity to add to my memory museum, Anthony. Are you sure? No. No, 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 no. I know the balance with you. Yeah. I know how to read you. I know when it's okay to bring you back down to earth. And I also know when to grab your hand and fly off into right. the, to the sunset with you and hold on for dear life. I know when to do that. Yeah. You'll, you'll say something sometimes and, and I'll be like, I'll have to stop and just think like, is that too much? Mm-hmm. Is that too far? Is that? And sometimes it's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then a lot of times it's like, mm, nope going for it yeah but you know what i have to say this about you Mm. i've learned from you because i tend to be again i know people can find this hard to believe i tend to be more conservative and i'm like do the right thing be proper do what we're supposed to do and i have learned from you over the years like you'll do stuff and say stuff and people love it and i'll be like that was inappropriate (laughs) Maybe he shouldn't have said that. Maybe he shouldn't have done that. But then people come back and they're like, he's great. I love how straightforward he is. I love that he puts himself out there. So I've learned that, hey, if you own it, it'll work out. Right. And when I do it, I think people respond like that because I don't care. Yeah. If And if I created a story behind it like, oh, my God, people are going to judge me. I'm worried about Then they will judge me. Mm-hmm. And they will say things. But my attitude is like, uh, honestly... I don't care if I'm in alignment with it and you're not. That's mm-hmm. not my problem. That's sure. your problem. Yeah. And I always say, I come in this world by myself. I'm going to leave this world by myself. While I'm here, I got to do what works for me. When I leave the, this world, those people aren't going to jump in that casket with me. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're not. They're going to be like, oh, he's gone. We'll miss him. Bye. And yeah. they'll go back to their life. So it's like, I got to live my life for me. Yeah. And so I got to go big. Actually, growing up, that was one of my biggest fears, not going big enough. Yeah. And playing a, playing, living a small life. And I felt like there were so many people that I grew up with that didn't make it, mm-hmm. that didn't survive, mm-hmm. or that spent most of their life in prison. Right. That it was like, I was spared. I'm one of the fortunate ones. I beat the odds. Mm-hmm. And I didn't beat the odds to play it small. Right. That would be an insult, not just to myself, but to all of those people too, that couldn't do it. So it was like I was living for them. Yeah. In a way too. Well, think about this. At the end of your life, like, have you ever been to, not trying to be morbid, but have you ever been to a funeral where people are like, oh, he was such a great guy. He owned a house and a nice car and he had a good Uh, bank balance. No. And he played it safe. That was awesome. Yeah, no. No, it's the things that we do that stand out and it's the risks that we take and it's the bumps and it's the ups and the downs Mm -hmm. that make life worth living. So let me ask you one more question since you asked me the question last time. What types of things do you want to put into your memory museum now moving forward? Ghana is big on my list. Mm -hmm. I really want to explore Africa. Mm -hmm. I want to travel with with you, of course, having those experiences. Oh, I get to go? Thanks, babe. Yeah, yeah. Um, You are there. (laughs) Okay, good. Happy to hear it. I even want to do it with the kids. Yeah? Yeah, definitely want them to be a part of that. So overall, that's the main thing, mm-hmm. the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, so you just want to explore Africa and travel. Those are the those are your new memory museum things. And uh, also, once the world opens up, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to us doing a, a tour, relationship, oh. workshops, seminars, mm-hmm. traveling, mm-hmm. doing that, taking a 
maybe taking a podcast on the road. Oh, okay. You know, exciting things like that. Okay. You want to connect with more people, yeah. impact more people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. I feel like I live most of my life, you know, staying in a, like an American bubble. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more in the world to see. And that's why going to make, adding that Mexico trip was so good. Yeah. The Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny since we got back, You're... I've been speaking Spanish to people <laughs> after. It's like, hello, hola, hola. <laughs> Como estas? People are like, what? Uh, I mean, oh. Oh, sorry. Cause, yeah, because Sorry, I'm not time, speaking man, English to you. It was so fun to get out there and speak Spanish to people and start using it, you know, saying that was a great addition to the Memory Museum. Yes. Yes, and doing it with you. Well, I love it. So wait a minute. I'm looking up. forward to all of that. So what things are you looking forward to adding? I'm right there with you. I'm excited to travel and I want to, I actually want to live in other countries. I want to have the experience of living in another country other than the United States of America. I want to explore cultures. I want to learn. I'm just all about learning. Like I think this part of my life is about learning and growing and giving back. That's what I'm looking forward to in my memory museum. Like all the people we're going to meet connect with, share with, and grow with. That's that's my jam right there. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, even the stuff with the divorce that we went through, mm-hmm. my divorce, I'm going to speak for you. I was going to say, well, yeah. you and I did not get yeah, divorced. Not Is this something that I missed? No, no, I, didn't, no. I didn't go in that room of the no, memory museum. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that, no, we did not get divorced um, from each other. And even the thing with the, the twins and mm-hmm. when I went through losing that the twins in the first marriage and right. even though that stuff was heartbreaking and sad, yeah. it was still a great memory museum. Yeah. It was such a twist. It's, I look at a memory museum, memory museums, like a story, a mm-hmm. movie. And I like movies that have lots of twists and turns mm-hmm. and are unpredictable. Right. That's the life that I lived. We, we have had an amazing memory museum. We, we both have, especially from where we came from. Like mm-hmm. we really charted our own course and started things and tried things that no one in our family's ever done. Right. Like I think about my family. I'm the first person to graduate from high school. I'm the first person to buy a house. I bought my first house when I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I, the first person to own my own business and run my own business. So we've really charted new territory in our family as well. So to me, I look at that in my life and I'm like, you go girl, you did it. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. You want to look at your life. And feel good about it. Even the bad stuff. Feel good about all of it. That's part of self-love. And that goes back to what we always say. You know, there's going to come a time in life where you may be 99 years old Mm -hmm. and you're in your deathbed and you have an hour to live. Yeah. And in that hour, you're going to look back at your life. Worst case scenario, you look back at your life and you go, damn it. Why did I play it so small? Why did I not go for the things I want to go for? Why did I let other people and what they think about me, why did I let that prevent me from going for my dreams Mm -hmm. or trying things? Could my life have been like if I would have done those things and tried it? But then it's too late. So that's regret that you got to leave with. That time is going to come for all of us. The rubber is going to meet the road. Best case scenario, you look back and you go, man. I drank it from the cup of life. I mm-hmm. tried everything I wanted to try. I went for it. Some things worked out. Some things didn't. But it was a great, it was a great experience, a great journey. Man, whew, I'm ready. Yes. I've done all I can do here. I'm ready for my next adventure. And you transition with excitement and satisfaction. Yeah. 
Goals. So, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. So that is the goal. Mm-hmm. And that comes with creating an amazing memory museum. And we're doing really good so far. So let's keep going. Let's mm-hmm. keep creating memories right. together. That's right. The museum ain't closed yet, people. It's not closed yet. We got a lot more to do and a lot more to share. So I loved this. I love this topic. So let me add this. Yeah. Another great addition to the memory museum. Mm. And I'm not BSing. This is real. Uh-oh. It's doing this podcast. Oh. It really is. I'm doing yeah? it with you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It really is. Why? Why? Because, and once again, I'm not trying to say this to be politically correct. We know you're not politically correct. You do not have to give us that disclaimer, sir. First of all, our dream has always been, our goal we've always been working towards Mm -hmm. is to create an impact, have an impact in the world, positive impact with the love revolution. Yep. And to help heal and empower people in the world. Yep. And to leave this world a better place than we found it. So we've been doing that. That's been going great. Then the other thing is I love, love, love what black love is doing, what they're all about. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then changing the narrative and showing people the successful black relationships and families and families. And it's so, so important. That's like incredibly important Yes, to to us. And it always has been. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's a very special movement. It's a very special thing. Purpose. Purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm honored to be part of it and to be part of it together and to do what we want to do, to be us and just show up and be us. So that to me, is an amazing addition to our memory museum. Absolutely. And and that's our legacy. Yeah. One of our kids said to us the other day that they love that um, when we transition, that they're going to be able to go back and listen to this podcast, that it's our legacy. That and was, they're going to hear our voices. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. It kind of fucked me up for a second. I ain't going <laughs> to lie. It was like, what? Why are you focusing on us dying? What's wrong with you? But then it was like, yeah, I get you. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. It's it legacy. Beautiful. It is. And we had talked about that before. Of course. So when they brought it up, it just threw me off. Yeah. And it was like, that's beautiful. I love that they feel that way. And I love that we have this platform. So I agree with you 100%. Right. And she said, oh, when you're the kids, when we have kids and you guys are gone mm-hmm. and they can listen and, and learn all about you guys and how you think. And if they need advice, yeah. they can just listen to your podcast and they can get advice. And it was like, yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I like that. I think it's beautiful. So, so great, great, great grandchildren, we love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're hilarious. I love you. You're so silly. So for our followers out there, we hope that you are creating an amazing memory museum. So we want to give you some homework. What's the homework? We want you to write down the most outlandish thing that you have put in your memory museum this far and what you want to put in it in the future. Right. So in other words, like you're going to create a bucket list. Yes. Of the things that you want to do. And the things you've done already so that you can see how great they are and how important they are. And you don't turn them into, what is the word I'm looking for? Not resentments, regrets. Mm -hmm. So that you don't turn your past into regrets. Go look at those things and say, this is an awesome addition to my memory museum. Go make peace with those things and put them on the shelf and make sure that your shelf is dusted. Right. And and visualize the that old lady you or that old man you that's mm-hmm. on your deathbed and ask yourself, would that version of you be happy with the memory museum that you've created so far? Would that version of you tell you, hey, get out there, go bigger, do more? 
clock's ticking, which one would it be? Yes, I love that. Um, I just want to share this. When you're creating it, it should make you uncomfortable. <laughs> it should make you feel uncomfortable, the things that you want to add to your memory museum. When I think about going to live in Africa, it makes me a little uncomfortable, but it also makes me want it because I know it's going to grow me and stretch me. And so that's your homework. Go big, people. That's Go big. Right. Go big. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for being part of our love revolution. Be sure to follow us, follow our podcast, follow us on social media. Share your memory museum with us. Tag yes. us. Interact with us. We love hearing from you. Let us know some great things that you've had you put in your memory museum already. Yes. Yeah, so thank you guys again. You're part of the love revolution. Keep spreading the love. Keep spreading the love. Talk to you later, guys.